Hello, everybody, and welcome to Popping the Popcorn. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm welcoming back my good friend, Jay. Jay, how are you doing today? Aloha, Katie. I am fantastic. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's been a while. It has, and, you know, I got to say thank you for waiting a whole week and then another half hour on top of it. We meant to do this, like, a week ago a couple times, and I kept putting it off because of my work, and then I was late because of dinner tonight. So thank you, Katie, for waiting for me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm a very patient person, as most people in my personal life would know that I'm actually a very patient and understanding person. So today's episode, we will be talking about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, how everybody, some people say Sorcerer's Stone, some people say Philosopher's Stone, because that's what the book was originally named was the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So um, we're going to be talking about the movie and we'll be talking about the book today. So what are some of your favorite uh, characters or or people just in the movie that they didn't put in the book? Um, yeah, I have to be honest, I've, I've gone full memento. I read this book six weeks ago and then I made the mistake of reading Helter Skelter after that. So I have notes. It's all good. I have notes. <laughs> no, uh, I, I will say in the book, my favorite character um, definitely comes down to Hermione and Snape. And with Snape, it's because I know what's coming later on. Because it's the first time I read the book. Okay. So knowing what I know, um, I'm kind of watching him for those little things he does to, to safeguard Harry. And with Hermione, it's uh, a couple things. But there's that scene with the troll, and it actually changes her as a character. And she opens herself up to people and is less defensive. And it was just very cool to have that moment make a huge character change. Yeah. Um, I thought Hermione was like, I mean, like, yes, she's a know-it-all and she's really smart, but I like how her character became like, even, even as the first book, she's just getting to know Ron and Harry and then how she interacts with them and how they, um, and how with the troll scene, she just, just basically, like, um, becomes, like, a powerful, like, woman almost in the wizarding world. Yeah. Um, oh, no, my other page of notes is over there. Damn. Sorry. One second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No problem. It happens. No problem. Um... And I also, um, like, um, one of my favorite characters, he's in the book, he's not in the movie, and I wish they would have put him in the movie. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry, I just had, like, the fumbles. I'm, I'm sorry, no everyone. I'm usually so much more prepared to this. No problem. Um, so one of my favorite characters, he's, he's in the books, like I was telling them, He's in the books, but he's not in the movie. Is I really like Peeves the ghost. I think he's just like yeah. a really cool like ghost because um, he's always playing tricks on people and stuff like that. I think that's like really cool. And I know the Bloody Baron doesn't really like him and stuff like that. But um, but I really just like him as a character because he just brings that like fun element into the book. Yeah, and I thought he was like a spirit of mischief. So they really missed out by not having even just a couple of appearances on screen in the movie would have been great. 
Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, like, they did put Sir Nicholas and the Bloody Baron in there, and H Helena, is that her name? Um, or Helena's ghost or whatever. But, um, but I thought I thought it would have been cool if they put Peeves in there just to mess with Harry Potter a little bit like he does in the books. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, and I wonder if they cut him out for time or just because it, it, Harry has just had enough of them. Enough people at this point pile on him. One more is just going to seem mean. Right. Um, also, one of my favorite characters is I really like is um, Snape. Snape's one of my favorite characters because he's just a very complex character. Yeah. And um, I just like him just because as the books go or the movie goes, you see him more more not like mean to Harry, more like a friend or type of frenemy or type of thing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's and that's because I watched the movies first and came in and I'm coming into the books for the first time. It, it's made a difference in how I see Snape because I'm watching as I read for for little clues that may have been there all along to his his protecting Harry. Like right. he, like why he had to be the professor for the dark arts. That was to, to, to defend Harry, to teach him to, to defend himself. Right, exactly. And um, I know Snape actually wanted to be the defense against the dark arts teacher, but he's also really good at potions as well. But that's, you find out later on that he um, he actually eventually becomes the fences against dark arts teacher, but that's like later on. And it's funny because I when I read the book, I tried so hard not to have the image of the actors or the film locations in my mind. I tried to come into it fresh. Right. But every time I read Snape, I, I heard and saw Alan Rickman in my mind. I couldn't I couldn't swap right. it out. Like he's right. so that part. Right. He he made he's the one that made that part, I think, in my opinion. Like when I read the books, they came out and I think 1997 was the first book, I think. Um, so I was about like 13, 14 when those books came out. So I had like my own like characters like out of the books. I had like my own like theory who would play what actor would play who and stuff like that. So um, so now since I've seen the movie, I I always think of Alan Rickman as Snape. Yeah. There's, yeah, I can't picture anybody else ever playing that part. I can't either. He's just, he's just such a good, um, good part. I also like, um, like, uh, the dad, the Weasley dad. He's so funny. He cracks me up. He works for the Ministry of Magic, but he cracks me up because he works for like human artifacts or something. Yeah. And he just cracks me up. Okay. I love the whole Weasley family. Um, if they want to adopt me, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just like the Weasley house, to be honest yeah. with you. That whole Weasley house is really, really cool. You know, I noticed it more in the book than in the movie, but when I was reading the book, I really noticed that George and Fred, they're the complete 180 of Harry Potter, where he's he's isolated and right. he's alone, and everything he does is, is self-reliant. And then there's Fred and George, who are are twins. They've never been alone. I mean, they are. I mean, they're basically the embodiment of joyful love, where right. Harry is just complete solitude. And right. it's going to be fun to watch those characters grow 
reading going forward. Right. Yeah. And also, um, I think um, the the way that they portray the two twins that portray them in the movie, that that they do a good job as well, portraying them and just joking around and just having fun as well. Yeah. What do you think of Jenny? Even though that you don't get to see Jenny until the second book, but what do you think of Jenny? I mean, in the first book, she was like a little shy, and she she kind of knew who Harry was, but didn't really know who Harry was. Um, you know, she was just kind of there in the book. Right. So she was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I noticed I mean, she's a great character later on, but it's funny in this in this first in this first one, she's there, and you know they're setting her up for later on. Right. And um, what did you think of them um, when you first meet, when Harry first meets Draco at the staircase going into the Great Hall versus when he meets him at the shop getting the ropes? What did you think of that about the movie? I thought it was a nice bookend. Um, and, and not in like um ending kind of a way, but this is this is how our relationship is always going to be no matter what. Right. I um I like Harry and um Draco's relationship. They're frenemies, but I think they have kind of like that common ground that they understand each other. I think. Yeah. Um, actually, actually, I had, I had the thought when I was reading the book. Um, what if instead of the Dursleys, who I have to say are the characters I hate more than anybody in fiction? <coughs> I hate the Dursleys more than any. Worse than Miss Hardigan. They are the worst people. But right. um, what if instead of taking him to his aunt and uncle, what if they dropped him off at um, the Malfoy house to be raised alongside Draco? What would Harry Potter have been? I don't know. I think Harry would have been more like the Malfoys, maybe maybe a little bit more standoffish. Yeah, I was thinking he would probably get motherly love from Narcissa and just a weird stepdad vibe from a uh, from a Lucius? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also um, think, um, so there's this theory that I read um, that the reason why the Dursleys were mad was because they were cursed with that um, one curse that can make you, like, um, evil. Like, the, the one curse that can make you, like, mad or whatever. I forget what the yeah. curse is called. And so there's a theory that they're actually Horcruxes. Oh, okay. I could totally see that because in in the movie you really don't like them, but then in the book you really hate these people. Right. So, so there's a fan theory about about them being a Horcrux. I totally can see that. Where they're just yeah, they're turned mean mm-hmm. by what's inside of them. Yeah. Because you know, in the in the Philosopher's Stone or the um, Sorcerer's Stone, he's left on their doorstep. So somewhere in between there, when Dumbledore, Hagrid, and McGonagall leave him into the um, um, Drake, lo- drop him. Sorry, I can't talk. Drop him off. It's they, Tuesday night. I I'm gonna stumble uh, over a lot of words. So feel bad. Um, um, so they they drop him off at the doorstep. Maybe maybe another witch before they came. Dumbledore didn't know, but McGonagall was there all day, so she could have been like somewhere else or something at the time, and that somebody could have went and put a curse on them. Yeah, because that's something I noticed in the book that 
there's 12 hours from the time James and Lily are killed to the time that Harry's dropped off at Privet, uh, Privet Drive. So right. there, there's this whole half day where anything could have happened. Right, because you remember when Dumbledore comes and McGonagall's transfigured into the cat, he's like, I should I should known you would be here, Professor McGonagall. You know, when he's taking the, uh, the lights out or whatever yeah. with his wand or whatever that thing is. I want that device. I don't care what it is. <laughs> the light device. I want to be able to turn lights on and off at will, just anywhere at random. <laughs> right. That's so cool. I, I was like, that's really cool. That's a really cool trick. Um, what is one of your favorite parts of the book or the movie? Do you have a favorite scene? Um, you know what? It's, it's, there is. And it's, um, it's, I really noticed it more in the book. And it, it really made me look at these two characters and kind of the world through their eyes. And it's when Hermione and um, Harry are both on the train to Hogwarts for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and for her, she's a muggle-born person. But they're both entering this... Uh, they're both 11 years old. They're both in, entering this new environment, alone, out in the woods, placed unsupervised on a train to undergo a series of tasks that no one has ever explained to them. Um these poor kids mm -hmm. it's it's not just going away to school it's going by the way you're something you didn't think you were and here's a whole bunch of new expectations ha, ha good luck yes exactly um i also um like when when they first meet on the train and uh and harry's like well they met well harry technically met ron when he was looking for a platform yeah. three and nine three and nine quarters and asked molly weasley how to get onto the platform because of all the muggles that were there and um then ron sees that it's harry potter and he's like you're harry potter you know and then uh and then the trolley comes with all the treats and i thought that was pretty funny he goes and holds out the money and he goes, I'll take a lot. <laughs> I thought that was so funny because it, it was like he'd never seen like candy or treats before or something. Yeah, there was something else I, I noticed too was like food kind of tracks Harry's journey to opening up to people because he mm -hmm. starts out so malnourished. Like right. he gets his first birthday cake from Hagrid, but like every step of the way, they do this in the book where he's always food is associated with joy and so right i thought that was funny though that uh hagrid turned uh dougly into a pig like gave him a pig sale i thought i should have made it permanent <laughs> yeah and then and then i remember at the end of the movie he was like he was like if if uh if the dougly does anything you could give him a pair of ears i thought that was funny <laughs> <laughs> you know and um also, one of my favorite parts is uh, when um, they're late for transfiguration class and Professor McGonagall's a cat and they're running, Harry and Ron are running, and um, they go into there and they and he go, and they're talking about Professor McGonagall like she's not even there. <laughs> and she goes, Mr. Weasley, Mr. Potter, should I transfigure you into a pocket watch so maybe one of you would be on time? Uh, I love I love Maggie Smith. I like her too. She's such a great actress. It was so hard not like seeing the the actors' faces and voices when reading the book. 
Oh, yes. That was hard for me, too. Like, like, anytime I read her line, I heard it in, 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 in her voice. Right. Yeah, it it was it. I like her. She she does really good acting. I really liked her in Hook. She was in Hook, and I really liked her in Doubting Abby. I don't know if you ever seen that one. Um, I've seen bits and pieces. One of these days, I'm gonna get around to watching it. Yeah, it was good. But she's a. There's so many great actors in this movie. Like I also like the guy that plays Flickwick. Flickwick. That's how you say his name. I yeah. Think. Um, he he was the guy that played in the um, the Leprechaun movies. Yeah, I was doing a who's who of, of British actors at the time. Yeah, like, I, I got. I was so happy to see John Hurt again because I forgot he was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and later on, one of my favorite characters. Well, he's kind of one of my favorite characters, but. He's he's um he becomes in the uh, Goblet of Fire, which is David Tennant, and he plays Buddy Crouch Jr. Yes, and he's one of my favorite characters, Buddy Crouch Jr. Just because David Tennant did a good job playing him, and I thought it was funny how he how he uh, took a Polyjuice potion and became Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, um, I love David Tennant. He's my favorite actor of any any anything at all. So. Anywhere he shows up, I'll watch it. <laughs> right. But at first, I didn't realize that it was him when when they had him. But, yeah, there's so many. And the whole, like, Harry Potter, like, movies, universe movies, there's so many good actors and actresses. It's funny to think, like, if they remade the movies in 40 years' time, who from today would be playing the old people in the right. movie? I actually did a Facebook on popping the popcorn i'll tell you so i asked everybody on popping the popcorn who what was their favorite harry potter movie so it the winner is um prisoner of azkaban with five votes then it is goblet of fire with four votes then it's the sorcerer's stone or the philosopher's stone with three votes the chamber of secrets with three votes the half-blood Prince with two votes, and the Order of Phoenix with one vote, and the Deathly Hallows with one vote. You know what? I forgot to vote. I'm sorry. Uh, it's but okay. mine, mine is also Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. And Gary, my, Old, Gary Oldman is the answer. Right. <laughs> my favorite is uh, the Half-Blood Prince because I like Snape, and Snape's my favorite character in the Harry Potter world. I mean, like I like other characters as well, but we find out who Snape is really in the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. That's the only reason why I like Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. It's funny because just you know, because I've really tried to detach myself books from movies and I've done myself a disservice knowing how his story is because he was already a cool character, but he's become my favorite character by default because I'm just looking for all the clues or any little things that JK places along the way. Right. So what do you think of Quidditch? What do you think of that game? Um, I'm still trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I need someone to uh, explain. I, I need a Quidditch for dummies. But it's cool. It's, it's soccer on room sticks. So, um, so, you know, there's two beaters. There's two chasers. And there's somebody guarding the goal. And then there's somebody that chases the golden snitch. 
I think that's right. And so basically they fly around on broomsticks trying to get the goal and you have to watch out for these balls because otherwise the balls will knock you off your broom and then you'll have to go into the hospital wing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when you fall from that height, um, to be totally honest, I am not a sports person. I don't get sports ball at all. I don't either. I, 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 sport. I work in sports. That's the terrible thing. Right. I um, The only sport that I really get is baseball and hockey, so there you go. <laughs> and my brain's just not wired. It just doesn't, it just doesn't get it. It, it, it doesn't compute. Right. right. So um, what do you think of the wizard's chest? What do you think of that? I like it. I, I I have I have questions. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I think it's almost like regular chest, almost, but a little different. I think. I I don't remember doing it in the film, but I really wish there was like a, a diagram because I kept trying to. I'm such a nerd. I kept picturing 3D chest from Star Trek. Oh yeah. And so. I need oh, yeah. a diagram of how, right. how, it, how it actually works. I also like the director of the first movie as well. It's Christopher Columbus, and he's directed, like, a lot of good movies. Like, one of my favorite holiday one is Home Alone. He directed that one, and he's directed, like, a lot of different movies like that. And he's a really good director, and, like, how he put, like, all his, like, work into, like, making Harry Potter come to life. It was a huge task because when you read it, you picture it one way, and for them to to create a universal, no pun intended, version that we all can agree on, I thought that was a heck of a feat. Right. Also, you, uh, I didn't know this, but you know uh, Percy Jackson? He directed, mm -hmm. Christopher Columbus directed that one too, the first Percy Jackson movie. And I was thinking, like, the um, house kind of, he made them kind of, like, similar to Harry Potter type of thing when you go into, the like, the house. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. You know, I thought that was interesting. But you wonder, though, was there ever a time he was mad at his parents for naming him Christopher Columbus? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> but, yeah, so... um. What do you think of um, when they had to go into the devil's snare and all that? What do you think about that? I dug it. Um, again, I've, I've gone full on it. My toe now that we're doing this, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm usually so much more on top of it. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I was watching a Carlin's brother episode. Um, they're a really good YouTube podcast. Um, yeah, also, you introduced me to them. I've been yes. watching them. Yes, they're really cool. They're, they know their stuff about Harry Potter, Disney, and all kinds of different fandoms. And earlier today, I was watching an episode, and these were just like theories that they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about when Harry, Ron... And Hermione dropped into the devil's snare that they actually dropped all the way down, like, fifth, like I don't know, like, a thousand feet down to, like, where they dropped down to. Because the devil's snare was, like, huge. Yeah. So they were, they were doing a theory on it, like, how far did they actually drop down? And they were, like, I forget what Jay said on there, but he said, um, he said it was, like, a couple hundred feet that they dropped. 
that's how you know it's about magic because our decks would have been broken. <laughs> yes, exactly. And also they were saying, did the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone, did it set up the rest of the movies? That was their theory today on their episode that they had. What? I can see it because it seemed a little too easy at the end. Like it was a source of power that he just, it was going to lead him in that direction. I agree. And, um, and so like, you know, with him getting the key and going to the, like where the wizard chess board was and stuff like that. Um, some of those events kind of like were like kind of like leading up to the Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because it was that scene with the three of them. That's when I realized mm -hmm. the theme of this is we're stronger together. <laughs> right. Um, what do you think of Fluffy the dog? I love Fluffy. I, I, I'm a dog person anyway. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, it could be a five-headed dog, and I would love it. <laughs> right? What do you What do you think of Professor Quill? What do you think of him? Um, don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, we all know not to trust him because he he he's not actually a um he's not actually somebody that like has a lisp. He just talks normal. Yeah, we find that out. Um, what do you think of Harry getting the visibility cloak? Um, I, it was one of my favorite scenes in, in the whole in the whole book. Um, it's where Snape's got—they're attending to his wound, and he's got his um, cloak up over his ankles, his knees, yeah. and he's just being so foul. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. And then I also like how uh, how Dumbledore knows that they're sneaking around the school. He must oh, know this. Yeah. There's no way he. There's no way him and all the professors. There's, they all have to know what they're doing, and they're just letting him get away with it because it's Harry Potter. Right, because he's the famous wizard that yeah. everybody knows. Um, what do you think of Neville? Do you like Neville? I love this character. Um, he actually, by the end of the movies, he became one of my favorites. So, again, with the books, I, I can't wait to like see how this character develops. Neville's like one of those characters that you want that he's the underdog. See, I totally like Neville was my spirit animal in the movies mm -hmm. because I was a nerdy mm -hmm. underdog who right crew a pot that could win a fight. You know. So, so <laughs> what what house are you in on Pottermore? Did you take the test? I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay, and I'm a Gryffindor. Do you know what your Patronus is? I have not yet. Okay, I am like this. It's called a Benghazi. It's like a dog that like races. So they're like loyal, and um, they're loyal, and they like quiet people to break them out of their shell. And they say that the Benghazi is like very like energetic. So I'm like a fast like dog. That's my Patronus. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I'm a Gryffindor, so I'm loyal already. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm loyal both ways. I don't know. I honestly thought, because I'm just a goofy person, I was going to be a Hufflepuff, but I took the test. And mm -hmm. it, it did the Ravenclaw traits, and I went, yes, 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 and yes. And then I looked at one that was, like, admirable, 
and horrible traits of Ravenclaw. So I wait, oh God, yes to all. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I guess there's traits in all the different houses, like Slytherin. Everybody thinks Slytherin's bad, but actually Slytherin's not really bad. Yeah, there's some great people that come out of Slytherin. You know, and I mean, like, there's great people that come out of every house, but it. I think it depends on what journey you are through Hogwarts and your school year and stuff like that. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's who the person is, too. I mean... Like just because Draco was was Slytherin, he didn't have to be such a horrible little uh, snot the whole time. <laughs> I think I think what it is is his dad had something to do with that because his mom's oh, actually yeah. oh yeah his his mom is actually not not that bad of a person. I, and see, that's what some people have told me is because I'm I'm going to the, the, the book journey now. They said like watch Narcissa, she's going to be one of your favorite characters. Yes, she's one of my favorite characters, and also I really like Bellatrix. Even though that a lot of people don't like Bellatrix, I actually like her. Um, you'll find out in the other series of Bellatrix, but I actually like her, and that's um, her sister. Yeah, I'm really curious because I love Helena Bonham Carter, so mm -hmm. she can do no wrong in any movie. It's mm -hmm. it's gonna be curious when she comes into the books. Am I gonna truly hate this character, or am I gonna right. just do I give her a pass because it's an actress I've always loved? Right, she plays Bellatrix so well. Um, she's not introduced until the Prisoner of Azkaban, mm -hmm. but she she plays that character so well, and she's just so good. Yeah, another one I can't picture anybody else playing that character. Yeah, she's really good. Um. Do you have a favorite wand that you like? Have like between all the wands that you've seen, do you have a favorite wand that you've seen? Um, I I don't have a favorite one I've seen yet. Um, this is something that stuck out to me in the book, and I'm just I it just kind of made me giggle when Harry's at Ollivander's, and mm -hmm. it's all the adjectives she uses to describe wands: blendable, uh -huh. bendable, pliable, squiggly, <laughs> jumpy. Right. Right. <laughs> just all these just ridiculous, just these, these very silly, fun adjectives like, right? What is a pliable wand? What is a springy wand? It, it's it's like it's like a slinky to go break. <laughs> yeah, it just it loves so much the imagination that it just kind of made me laugh reading that chapter. Right, and I also like the um part when Harry is um in the potions and he's writing down he's actually writing down what snape says and snape doesn't think he's paying attention to him and i just think that's so funny and he's like what do we have here and he's like clearly you don't know everything <laughs> that's see that was me in school because i was just right down with the teacher was saying while i had a conversation right <laughs> so they couldn't yell at me <laughs> right and and i just thought that was funny though because snape never caught on that he was actually writing down what Snape was saying. And Snape, I just think Snape had to make 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 sure he was like paying attention, I think. Yeah, he had to be like the um not he had to he had to be like an uncle, he kind of like the bad uncle to keep an eye on him. Right. Exactly. And like I just like in a way he had to do the discipline for for James right. and Lily. Right, exactly cuz because the Dursleys didn't really discipline him. The Dursleys just put him in the cupboard under the stairs. Did I, did I mention I hate the Dursleys like yeah. more than anybody else in fiction? 
Mm -hmm. What did you think of the snake scene when when they're at the zoo? Okay, that that you know that they kind of gave me a chill because I hadn't seen the movie in a while, mm -hmm. and to see this sweet little boy talking to a snake, just mm -hmm. just like there is the, the goosebumps because this is not right. Right. This little boy, stop talking to the snake. And he didn't know that 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 was actually a bad thing to talk to yeah. snakes at that time. And you don't find out until Chamber of Secrets that it's called Passeltongue. Yeah. And I'm not snakeist in it anyway, you know, go snakes. Mm -hmm. But there was just something so wrong about this little dude talking, this adorable little boy talking right. to a snake. It just, right. it, it just, it, it just felt wrong. Right. I also like the part when Draco goes, when they're in the Great Hall and they're meeting for the first time and Draco goes, you need to, you need to, there's some wizarding families that are better than then some you need to make friends or whatever. And he's like, I can make the own from, I can make my own sort for myself. Thank you. I thought that was like, go Harry, go. Yeah. You know, I was <laughs> and just it goes, like, and, and, yeah, that goes back to the whole theme of like, we are stronger together and, and relationships are. Who right. We are. And I like also the fact that um, when Draco was, when Neville got the remembered, and Draco wanted it or wanted to get it from him and he just takes it from him and and goes, let's just put this on the roof and Harry Potter goes after him. And I was like, you go, Harry. Harry, mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. But but that's that's the thing. Harry doesn't know how to mind his own business. I think because he's so sheltered, he doesn't know how to mind his own business, I think. Yeah, and that's and that's looking Again, I haven't seen it in a long time and, and now reading it. Like that's what I really took out of this first this first story was like this is someone who has has to learn to feel love for the first time. Right. And, like this whole book is is him is this gradual change. It takes him the entire book. Right. To to feel to feel love and to give love and to be in a family and to right. be accepted. Right, and I think Dumbledore also plays like his grandpa like type of role because oh, because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't really have anything like that, and so Snape's like the uncle like being like the bat like telling him hey you can't do this you can't do that you know and then like the troll in the bathroom where Snape takes points from him or McGonagall takes points from them I forget who it was, but um but Snape's like looking at him like you really just killed a troll in your first year, you know, <laughs> like looking at him like, whoa. <laughs> and that's where I kind of wish I had read the books before I saw the movies because they're, they are playing good cop, bad cop in Harry's, in, in Harry's, um, you know, upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, and I see it because I know how the story ends. So right. it would have been fun to be taken by surprise, but, that was something I noticed in reading was like, you see it from good cop, bad cop. They're helping their friends kid, raise their friend's kid. Right. Okay. So here goes a Mount Rushmore for you. Four, four items. So what, who are your favorite character? Who are your top four favorite characters? Okay. My top four are going to be um, from this story are going to be Hermione. Uh, are going to be Snape. are going to be Harry himself. And, I, it's going to be Hagrid. I we didn't talk about Hagrid. I I love Hagrid. We can talk um, about him too. But just I'll just say pink umbrella all the way. <laughs> yeah, his his umbrella's a wand. I think that's so cool. 
his umbrella's a wand. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, and and just like Hagrid kind of just like drags like Harry along and goes, I I shouldn't have told you these things that Harry's actually doing and stuff like that. Snape is the bad uncle. Hagrid is is the goofy uncle. Yes, he is. So here's my top four favorite characters. So I Snape's number one. Um, I just really like him. He's my favorite character out of the whole Harry Potter series just because of who he is as a person. And we all think in the first one he's like this evil person, but he's not really an evil person. Number two is Harry. I just like Harry just because of how humble he is and just how powerful he is. My second favorite is ha my third favorite is Hagrid, and my fourth favorite is uh um is Hermione just because she's so smart and she's a girl, and there needs to be more girl girl power. Yeah, um, and, and it's I always feel bad for that character that like lone female character because she has to carry the weight for the whole female audience, and that's just not right. Right. And she's the only one out of all three of them that's a girl. Yeah, and, and and some of the criticism I see online of her is, well, she's too bossy. It's like, you know, I don't like hearing that at work. Don't say it about fictional characters. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so going back to Hagrid. Hagrid's one of my favorite characters as well. He's, like, in my top five, even though that we did a top four, but he's in my top five. Um, I just like Hagrid just because he has, like, all these different, like, creatures and stuff yeah. like that. And he's just really cool, even though that he's the gamekeeper, the groundskeeper of Hogwarts. Kind of think of him as like Harry's hippie uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. So what do, you, what do you think of Hagrid's hut? What do you think of that? I love it. I, I It sounds like a perfect vacation home, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I also like... Um, I also like how how it's like he's like a half giant. I forget what he is. He's a half giant and something else mixed. Um, and I just think he's really um, like a unique like person. But I like his height, and I also like his dog Fang. His dog's so cute. <laughs> I love it in this in this world of like scary witches and good witches. There's just this one character who's just like this big lovable puppy, right? Yeah, me too. And um, Hagrid, and I just like how Hagrid's like telling Harry Long like when how to put Fluffy to sleep, and he's like, I shouldn't have told you that, you know, and stuff like that. And um, and how he has a dragon. I was like, where did he get a dragon from? I don't know, but I want one. <laughs> right? Don't we all want a dragon? I don't like my neighbors. I want. A, I want a dragon. <laughs> right? And then um. And then I also like when they go into the dark forest and Malfoy's like, we're not supposed to be here. And they all got, because they were all sneaking out, they got in trouble by McGonagall. Yeah, that was one thing I, I didn't understand. Their punishment for sneaking out was to sneak out into an even more dangerous place. And then split it, them up. Right. And Snape, all, I mean, um, Dumbledore also said, don't go, don't go in the forbidden forest. And what did they do? For their punishment, they went in the forbidden right. forest. I got kept thinking of the Donald Duck cartoon where the nephews buy him a box of cigars, but he thinks they're smoking, so he makes them smoke all the cigars. Right. That's funny. <laughs> and um and so this is the first encounter Harry has with Voldemort because he's drinking unicorn blood. So what did you think of that encounter? 
I like the setup. Um, I actually had thought to myself, maybe they should have saved this for the second book. Maybe they didn't need to introduce Voldemort right away. Maybe he should have just been a name or a whisper and then actually right. had that interaction early on in the next story. Right. I, I, I kind of, for me, it felt a little too soon. It should, he should have just right. been a whisper. Right. That scared everyone. Right. And, and um, then the, um, the half human, half horse comes, the centaur comes and tells Harry to, um, tells, tells uh, Harry he's safe now. And he, he kind of shoot off Voldemort. He's actually a really cool character. You find out him more later on in the books. He's not really in the movie, only the first movie. But okay. you find him out later on in the book because he actually, um, I'm not going to tell you, but he actually does go end up going to Hogwarts. But it's really cool. Okay, yeah, don't tell me because I thought he was, it was a really neat character in action. And then he disappeared. I was like, well, we'll never see him again. Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't show back up in the movies. He's in the books, but he doesn't show back up in the movies. And uh, he's it's kind of a, a cool shame. With like the movie, they didn't like film all the extra stuff and just have it on the side, so you could choose to like right. choose an option to watch it full or watch it cut. Yeah, I wish they would do something like that, like Lord of the Rings, like how they have the four hours yeah. four hour thing, the unlike cutted version that's four hours instead of two hours. I wish they would do something like that with Harry Potter. Because I'm such a huge Harry Potter fan, but I'm like, what do you do after you read all the books and the movies? Plus there's the Fantastic Beast movies and the books too. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. I saw the first Fantastic Beast movie on a plane. So I have to okay. actually watch it for reals. The um the second one's okay. I just don't like Johnny Depp's character. He plays Griswold. I just yeah. don't like his character. Mm. I mean, like I like Johnny Depp as a person, but but um, but just the way he, I don't think in the movie he he was going to be. Um, I don't think he really wanted to do the role. That's what I got yeah. from it. Um, at this point, too, with Johnny Depp, I mean, we all love Johnny Depp, but it's is kind of at the point where we've all seen his tricks now. Right. Like there, there's nothing new you can offer us. Right, exactly. He plays almost the same character almost just about. Yeah. I think. Johnny, you need to get you need to get with the program, <laughs> like, I that's guess. A discussion we have to do we have to do one day is like Jack Sparrow, his greatest character. Did it ruin him? Yeah, we, we should do that one day. We'll have to do a Johnny Depp episode one day. Yeah. Before and after Jack Sparrow and like how did that <laughs> right? Did that, did that speed up his, his his career? Right, exactly. Yeah, we we need to do an episode like that. I I would be down for that. But yeah, so so what did you think when um Harry Potter found the Mera Eraset? What did you think? Okay, honestly, I don't remember that part. I'm sorry. Told it's, you, I'm so sorry. I waited full. Okay. Now that we're recording it, I fully got Memento that movie where he can't remember anything after 15 minutes. That happens to me sometimes. So the Mara of Erisets, the one where he sees his parents, he uses the disability yes. cloak, and he sees his parents. I thought that was just mean. I really did. I just thought that was mean. You didn't well, need to see them. I think I think what the Mara of Eriset does is it shows you what you want the most. Because don't forget, Ron comes back and sees him as houseboy, and he plays on the Quidditch team. Yeah. When Ron goes to see I, I really thought about that because 
if I was offered to look in the, to see what I really want, I don't know if I'd want to see it because maybe it's something I don't think I want. Maybe right. it's something something would change. Like maybe it was so life altering, I don't want to see it. Right. Exactly. Like if you could, what what would like if you could see yourself? I don't know if I would want that because I don't want to know what the future is. Yeah. I don't think I would want to know what my future would look like. Or like seeing a parallel version of yourself from a parallel Earth where. Oh, that me has a way better life. Right. I suck. <laughs> like that better me's famous. Yeah. I want to be famous. <laughs> I would be famous just rich. Right? Exactly. Um, so what do you think of Nicholas Mel that lived like the longest like life? What do you think? Um, slightly jealous, actually. <laughs> He's like immortal because of the uh sorcerer's stone or the philosopher's stone. I wouldn't want to be immortal. That would that would be boring. Um, a couple hundred years would be great. <laughs> right? There's actually a theory that, you know, after the Deathly Hollows, that Harry Potter is actually immortal because once he essentially died in the Deathly Hollows, and then it's in, because, you know, him or Voldemort had to die. Yeah. And so there's a theory that now that Harry Potter is just a single entity, that he is immortal. There's a theory on it. Oh, that would suck. I would not want to be immortal. That's a good theory, but poor Harry. I would not. I would not want to curse this person who grew up so lonely, who had to accept love, right? To learn to right. accept love, to then only watch everyone he's ever loved right. over and over again, because then he'd go back to being just this lonely person. No, right. don't do that to Harry. That would break him. He'd become Voldemort in the end. Right. So what do you think of of Professor Quill hiding Voldemort behind his head the whole time? Um, ooh, gross was my first thought. <laughs> Again, no, I don't I thought Voldemort didn't really shouldn't have shown up in the first book at all, or first movie at all. He Right. I would just like to have heard about him but never seen him. It for me personally, it just didn't need to be there. I agree. Because, like, you know, when, when Harry is eating with Hagrid and the Leaky Cauldron and they're having soup, and Harry and Hagrid's telling him the story about how Voldemort became Voldemort because of Harry, because Harry, because of Lily's love for Harry. And that's why Professor Quill couldn't touch Harry at all because he would turn to stone because of right. Lily's love. And he's like, his name should not be his. His name shall not be spoken here, Hagrid says. And everybody's so afraid of, to say Voldemort. What do you think of that? Um, I did wonder about that. If he touched him and he turned to stone, would Voldemort also turn to stone? Well, you saw... This whole this whole series could have been ended by, by an accident. All Harry had to do was like, turn a corner and touch Quill by accident. And right. If they're both gone, story's over, happily ever after. Right. Uh, um, so I don't know if it's, if, if he touched Voldemort, like, you know, like in the end of this one, you see that Quill, hello? Oh, did you just freeze? Uh, am I here? Yeah. You're here now. Yeah, you okay. just froze. I was like, hello? <laughs> my chair. I do my little chair dance so people can see if I froze. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so, um, I think 
if Harry would have actually, if Voldemort was in a human form, because don't forget, he has to live on unicorn blood and other people, because he's like more like an entity, like a ghost, I guess you can say. Yeah. Maybe. Like a ghost. Like a parasite, like a ghost parasite. Yes. And um, so I think if he was in human form and Harry didn't know who Voldemort was in human form, I think if he would have touched Harry or Harry would have touched him, he would have turned to stone, I think. See, somebody needs to write a fan fiction where it's all over after chapter three because he mm -hmm. accidentally touches Quill. Yes. And then the rest of the eight books without Voldemort, just, you know, someone write that fan right. fiction for me. <laughs> right? What would happen without a world without Voldemort? Would Harry turn out the way he turned out? Or would Harry turn out different? Harry be rich and young and just loving life. We may never know. Well, he did. He is rich, though, because his parents left him a lot yeah. of money. I mean, he, he'd have no worries. He wouldn't have to do anything. He'd just be, like, young and rich. He'd probably leave Hogwarts, go move to right. Muta. Right? I also wish they would go win in more depth about their parents, and not even the books go more into depth about his parents, but I wish they would have gone more into depth about their parents. Like, what did they do for work? Like, what is this? What is that? You know? Yeah, I thought there was going to be more about James and Lily in, in this first book than there was. I it really left it open. Like, at one point, are we going to learn about his parents and you how only that whole story happened? You only learn a little bit. You don't learn anything else. But I did see, um, I'll have to send it to you. There is a timeline of of when each character was born. Like, And this dates back to like the 1900s. Like this, this like timeline that I found. I have to send it to you. Okay. And so it's saying that Harry was actually born in the 80s. And I was like, wait, how is that possible? And then it was saying, like, Snape was born in the 70s. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, it's. I think it's a fan fiction. Like, oh, my God, Snape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, like I was like, I found that interesting. And they were saying that actually Hermione was born um, before, before Harry and Ron because she was... So Harry and Ron were born in 81, and they were saying Hermione was born in 80, but I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense if they're in the same year. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, the, the dates were making me feel old, that this was happening in, like, 96. I'm like, I turned 21 in 96. I don't, don't right. stop making me feel old. Right? But, yeah, I was just like, that's interesting, though. It's a timeline. I think it's a fan fiction timeline. Because um, the movies, I know they said take place in, like, the, the last one takes place in 99, so... Right. I mean, the first one starts in 92. It It's just weird, because that's when I was in high school. Right. I'm, I'm going to shuffle off and die now, excuse me. <laughs> right? Well, I was, I was in 92, I was only five years old, so there you go. <laughs> I was a sophomore. You know, because I was born in 1986, so... Okay, I'm a little... My sister was born in 83. Okay, so she's a couple years older than me. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just found the timeline that I found was interesting because it was dating back to like, like actually Dumbledore is like 300, 400 years old. Yeah. It's like dating back to like that time. 
it was just funny because when you usually read these kind of stories, they take place in olden timey times, you know, mm -hmm. and and to have it, it's such a recent. Like we lived through that time not long ago. It it, it definitely affects it definitely affects the way you read the story. Right, and Harry Potter's supposed to be in modern time, I think. Yeah. You know, I just found it and it's like Harry Potter. Like, if this is through the nineties, he would have a Tamagotchi and a Discman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you imagine the English in the nineties? They probably had the same stuff we had. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Who was still on hiatus, but oh god, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We all know you're a big Doctor Who fan. Well, I know. I I, I somehow drop do. it into everything. Yeah, my my friends and family yeah. have accepted Doctor Who as like a lifestyle choice for me. So right. Well, David Tennant's Doctor Who, and yeah. he's in the Harry Potter franchise. I know it's. I, I, mm, well, yeah, he plays. He's so weird when he does that character. Which character? Uh, well, he does the, the Barney Scratch. Barney that, Crouch Jr. Barney Crouch, thank you. Sit <laughs> on Jason, I I love you. You're so much fun. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, he he. Well, when he's playing that character, um, he kind of has like I don't know. His mouth's like weird. Yeah, I just think it's funny that I. I haven't got to this part in the book series yet, obviously, but I saw a meme that showed he was his character appeared in a in a chapter called Parting of the Ways in the books. And his doctor he shows up as the doctor in the episode The Parting of the Ways. See, I could turn anything Doctor Who. That's that's interesting though. That's that's really interesting. You know. But but we all love David Tennant. He yeah. he, he he's such a good actor. He's also good in that uh good God Omens or Good Omens. I've only seen the first episode. I've got to finish it. And it also has the guy um that plays um uh he plays um in the Hobbit. He's the Hobbit. Yeah, Michael Sheen. Yeah. They're like really good friends in real life. And doesn't um yeah, and also, um, he—I think he played in Doctor Two too. He played in an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, oh, he's—he's—he—he—he's up. He's people's people want him for the next Doctor. Do they? Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, we're going off on a side tangent about sorry, Doctor sorry, Who. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's well, okay. If you hang out with me long enough, like it all goes back to Doctor Who somehow. It's okay. Hey. Listeners, if you hang out with me in real life, I will force Doctor Who upon you. I'm so sorry. Well, I've never seen the original <laughs> episodes. You know how there's... Oh, you see. Ah, you gotta go back and watch them. They're all... What I've... I love about it is it's all the same story. I have it's... not seen, like, the um the older ones from, like, the 70s or the 60s. Oh, start at the very beginning. Um, I can't find it anymore. Child. Um, do you have BritBox or Amazon? I have Amazon. Okay. Um, they have it on Amazon Prime, the original series. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch it then. Because I'm watching the season um, with that weird doctor that I don't like. <laughs> the first one. The first season of the newer version of it. Right. Christopher Eccleston, yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, they're all my favorite. I don't care what face the doctor is on. It's it's they're, it's all the same. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Before we we'll, I hijack this, we'll do a Doctor Who episode. Okay, cool. 
and I'll ask you all kinds of Doctor Who questions. I will answer everyone because I it's like Aladdin's cave to me. There's always something new, so I'm always grabbing at it. <laughs> right. But um I also saw Twitch Wood is on is on HBO Max too. Horse so I'm gonna watch Yes. Oh. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna watch Doctor Who and then I'm gonna watch Twitch Wood. Torchwood is. I am also obsessed with Torchwood. I am a walking Torchwood encyclopedia. So if you have any questions, let me know. I will. So yeah. So so even though that we go on side changes, that's okay. That's yeah. what that's what this podcast is about. All kinds of different fandoms, I guess you can say. But Plus, hey. if you hang out with me long enough, I will eventually turn the conversation to Doctor Who. I do it to everybody. I'm sorry, it's listeners. It's all good. Hey, there are some listeners that do like Doctor Who, so there you go. Hey, but everybody knows that I'm huge Harry. Everybody knows that I'm a huge Disney fan too. So yeah. hey, I, I'm just getting into Harry Potter for the first time, really. So I'm glad you're here for me. As I, of course, uh, as, as I explore this world fully. Of course, yeah. Any questions you have, I'll, I'll be ready to answer. And then we can also do, you know, once you finish the second book, we could do yeah. another episode on the second book. So yes, this we will be. This will be like a mini series for you guys. We'll do cool. we'll do each book, and I'll also read it with you and watch the movie with you, so that way we can compare notes and stuff like that. Awesome! And I promise, guys, I won't be so memento next time. Hey, it happens sometimes when I'm on here. I stutter so much, or I say um um because sometimes I forget what I'm saying. So don't you know, feel bad. We, we all do um. Don't ever feel bad about it. Um, see, I just did it. Um, but with like our show, like. We have the luxury of I go in and take them out. So I don't. I, I don't. I, it's when you go in and cut them out that you realize how much everybody, yourself included, says it within a one-hour span. Right. Yeah. As everybody knows, like my fans know, I don't know how to edit. So guess what? Whatever happens is in there. <laughs> like me or you don't like me. Take me uh, as I am. My attitude has always been if you don't like it, go to the podcasting box office for a full refund. <laughs> that's funny that's pretty funny well i had a great time uh doing this episode uh with you jay um where can everybody where can everybody find you uh i am skipper jay on the grand circles for podcast you can uh i apple itunes stitcher anywhere you find podcasts you can find us we are a weekly disney podcast show uh about all disney parks but mostly the american ones uh, and you can find me on Facebook. I really don't have Instagram or Twitter. Um, so uh, just Jason Thomason on Facebook. But uh, Grand Circle Tour Magic Ticket Holders on Facebook and Instagram. And I hang out there a lot, too. So yes, if, you you guys ever, if you guys ever go on there, you'll see me on there. Come hang out with us. We are constantly posting fun stuff. And you guys know where to find me. You can find me on Facebook, Popping the Popcorn, or you can find me on Instagram, Popping the Popcorn. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a good night, everybody. Talk to you later. And always be kind to each other. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>